Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. It certainly is powered by Media Stable and it's powered by Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carmen. Hi, Nick Hayes. How are you? It is so good, so good to be back in the studio. Back in the studio where I'm not suffering from very poor Wi-Fi, <laughs> lag, everything else that can go wrong digitally tends to go wrong with this, this setup. But yeah. uh, we're here. At least we can only have to deal with like brain lag. In my case, oh, from time to time. You yeah. know, this is real life lag. I've been living with that for 50 <laughs> years, so don't worry about that. I've already got past that. Hello, Andrea Burns. And, and can I just say, Andrea Burns, I'm a little nervous here, Carms, because mm. Andrea Burns runs the ECU uh, post-grad course for broadcasters, <laughs> mm. and we've just kicked off like that. Um, what? How did we go, Andrea? <laughs> you went really well, because that's the thing that we tell all of our students, is just be you. Oh. You know, you know. in the olden days, your mum <sighs> used to have a telephone voice? Mm. That's exactly what you don't want to do. Yeah. Okay, just be you. That's what yeah. we want. We want people to be themselves. Yeah, oh, look, thank you. And that, that's, that's I'm, I'm making that my ringtone now. I'm just going to put that. <laughs> I, I'm, I've now been marked off as, and uh, I know a lot of uh, your students mm. through the past have have come through. Uh, we've had a couple of them on the Experts yep, podcast. Yeah, I know. I we've, listened. We've um, we've had some some amazing people, but we love the students because they are the future of this industry. Yeah, I love the students too, Nick. And and I think um, when I left Channel Seven, I was going to sit on my couch and eat bonbons for the rest of my life, <laughs> which lasted for about two weeks. <laughs> and then I wor- worked in corporate and I did a, a bit of stuff for myself. But this is the job that has brought me the most joy, and mm. that is actually. And again, it sounds a little bit Oprah, but you know that when you see the light go on in someone's eyes and they're getting it, that is—it's so joyful. I, I just adore it. And there's something about us media geeks, and I call myself a radio nerd. You know, when you see someone who's younger than you with a genuine passion and enthusiasm for something you love yourself, it's magic. Has it sparked it all up again for yeah, you? Absolutely. And and you forget because they're not. I mean, they're not children. They're, no. they're postgraduates, so they've already done one degree and yep. they're doing a second, um, a year-long course. Um, so quite often they've come from other careers and other lifestyles and, you know, the, the dawning might take a little bit of time sometimes and sometimes <laughs> they just get it. Um, I, I don't think many people in the industry actually get it until, for, until you've been doing it for a long time. So to see young people who have been in there for three and a half minutes is brilliant. And, that, and that's what it is because in the old days, mm. you know, my my old days, there wasn't a course like this to do. Mm-mm. You you do all your training on the ground. You would do it in uh, a newsroom. You do yeah. it in the producer's well, uh, that- box. It's it's. This is real life experience was what we had to go through. We yeah. didn't necessarily get a chance to to really understand the 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 the, the oh, I, I suppose the mechanics of it, the the actual literature elements of it. Indeed. Um. So when I learned, I mean, we sound a thousand, don't we? In my day, well, you guys um, do. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> We've been thirty seven for years. Um. When I I learned on the job, and I was an assistant to a chief of staff, and so I learned a whole lot of language that I had never heard before, and. and and a lot of things to do. Um, 
but it's the worst way to learn. Um, mm. You know, my fir- the first time I ever did a live cross, I went live to a quarter of a million people, but I'd never done it before. Wow. I'd mm. never done it before. Mm. Um, the first time I read a news bulletin, I'd never done it. I'd never actually sat on a desk before. And that was, you know, the music rolls. Wow. I thought I was going to die. So well, yes, but you survived. <laughs> you did. You got but, through it. And and the program has been around for years and years, but mm. I wish I'd done it when I was 21 um, yeah. and it would have saved me about five years of crying. Can you take us through some of the history <laughs> then of ECU broadcasting as we now know it? But yeah. in the past, I guess it was the Whopper yeah. Broadcasting. So our program started in in WAPA and it was, um, and it's had various incarnations. Yeah. And so there used to be a, a a diploma course, I think it was called. Okay. And so it used to be a two year program, right? And Earl Reeve used to run it. So he was a an eminent newsreader from the ABC, mm-hmm. who's Simon Reeve's dad for the younger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beautiful man and a beautiful broadcaster. So so people like uh, Michael Usher, Mark Gibson, Marianne. Keefe, all of those people came through in Earl's time. Right. And and so, you know, the lessons that they learned from him included things like if you're not five minutes early, you are late. Um, you know, being old school, knowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. very, at, at, but but terrific. And it was um, an unnatural marriage, you might say, to have this sort of course in a university, albeit in Whopper, which yeah. is part of ECU. So um, then Peter Holland took over again, another yep. eminent ABC newsreader, um, but very progressive in his thinking. And that's when it um, it came under the Whopper proper Whopper brand. Okay. Um, and then Joe McManus, again, another fantastic practitioner, took over from Peter. Uh, Greg Pierce worked in it. Um, Joe actually approached me when I first left Channel 7 and said, Greg's moving on, I want you to come and do this. And I said, look, I'm not quite ready. I want to try the business thing myself first. Mm-hmm. Um, four years later, when Greg did go... Um, she rang and said, you've got no choice now. You have to come and do it. So I did. <laughs> and I don't know many people that get away uh, not doing what Joe McManus tells Absolutely you no, what you to do. Absolutely no, you just do as you're told. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> many times I've done that with her on 6PR. Hey, um, why are you so successful? Because your success rate for all of your students that have gone through, uh, it's almost 100%. Yeah, and it, and it's ridiculous and it's brilliant. Um, and, you know, I... I Coast on the the shoulders of the other people who have run the pro who set the program. But up. it's but, your program well, now. Well, it's mine now. Yeah. But but mm. I and I advocate really strongly because uh, what the boss at the ABC called it the rinse and repeat of what we do. So we okay. we replicate industry, which sounds um, a bit you know jargony. But what that means in terms of our course is that we teach the students how to work a panel for a radio desk, how to interview, how to how to do all the little bits and pieces that we do mm. without thinking about it. Mm. Um, and then we make them do it. So all of our assignments are creating content. They have to make podcasts. They do current affairs programs for radio and television. Um, we have a lot of liaison with our mates in industry because mm-hmm. they're our, our students' employers, potential employers. But also, I don't know if you guys remember in the olden days when there was a thing called the training guarantee levy, when 
businesses would get money for for training people. Oh, yeah. right. Of course, that no longer exists. Right. Similarly, the the cadet program doesn't mm. always exist at, like it used to. So industry needs universities. Well, it doesn't need universities, but it needs programs. It yep. needs people that can do what they need yeah, them to do. Job ready people yeah. are needed. Yeah. So yeah. so we we are unashamedly uh, practical. Um, and we make them do it over and over. It's the best place to learn and it's the best place to fail because if you try something and if you're brave with something and you try it Mm. and you're not very good at it, you can always do it again. Yeah, there's a safety net that comes from that environment and and I can say a couple of things on that. Uh, You know, when I was in my Capital City Radio Mm. job, I remember, or jobs, um, the kids or graduates that came through from ECU Broadcasting were always so very good. You know, you could hand them the reins. You could literally say, oh, look, cover the phones today, but tomorrow why don't you produce the whole show and they'd be fine. Why don't you come and do a segment and they'd be excellent. So you had this wonderful reliance on these particular kids who came through from ECU Broadcasting, which was very cool. And from, you know, looking back on my journey as a broadcaster, I remember being at uni, Mm -hmm. doing my arts degree at UWA and just being completely frustrated with how impractical everything about my uni course was. And I don't think it's just at UWA. I'm sure it happens at lots of It's at every university and it's across multiple sectors. I mean, it's, I I think the practical side is the most important part because if you've got to practice uh, what you do and you've got to get it wrong. And and I love what you just said there, Andrea, is that it is a safe place to get it wrong yeah. so that you'll get it right in the future. And, and it's amazing because, you know, these young people, and I mean, I keep calling them young people, they're not always young people, and mm. that's that's actually become a bit of a trend for us over the last sort of three or four You've years. You've got more mature people yeah, coming through. Yeah, we've, we've had a lot of second and third career people mm. coming through. So, yeah. so an example of that is Ashley Nelson, who's a, a reporter, a sports reporter at Channel 10. Channel 10, yes. Um, Ash is amazing. Yeah. And when she came to us, she is an ex-hockey player, Olympic Olympian. hockey player. Olympian, yes. Um, who and and that year we actually had two Olympic hockey players, one male, one female. <laughs> um, and Ash came to us and was she'd done a, a previous degree and a pre, had a previous job, but she wanted to try this. She had always kind of had this itch that she mm. wanted to scratch, and um, she's amazing and she's a better broadcaster because she is in her second career. Yeah, and we bedded her in very nicely producing weekends with Carmen Braidwood and Michael Genovese, I would have to say. She was indeed, wasn't she? Yeah, she was amazing. Well, while we're Mm. doing shout-outs for for ex-students, I want to do a big shout-out to Janine Chatfield. Oh, my goodness. Now, that is one that is that is incredible because I I will say this, uh, we we do obviously do our little event, Meet the Media, Mm -hmm. and uh, we reached out to to Joe and to you, Andrea, with regards to, you know, invite a couple of students to, to, uh, to work the room and Janine came along. Uh, two years later, Janine's up on the panel. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. the the producer there for uh, I think what was it? it was she was ninety four point five. Correct. Was it? Yeah. And doing an amazing job. And <laughs> the very next day, the, the the podcast was actually released. So we had her on the podcast as well. Was the fact that uh, Xavier Ellis mm-hmm. uh, is listening to it at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> uh, and he mentions it on his program on Triple M. And it's like because they're all engaged and involved. Yeah. It's incredible but Janine what a, what a champion she well, was. Janine is a unicorn is the other thing so at when Janine came to us she had two small children yep. a husband who does who's a, who's a documentary filmmaker Pro- who's yeah. amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who is often flying on here there and everywhere and she was doing full-time university can you imagine that mm. um, and she runs marathons for fun like seriously we've well, absolutely got nothing people? in common with her yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but was 
incredibly driven, incredibly organised, and that's what you get when you get actually a mature put, person. when you get a mature person. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've got a couple this year who um, I hope they don't mind me calling them mature, but you know they are. They're, mm. they're not a hundred, but they're you know not twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, one woman who's come from marketing and uh, went on work placement at Channel Nine. Um, Gareth Parker had a chat to me and said, who have I got coming through for work placement? And I said, oh, there's this one woman that you, I want you to have a look at because she's phenomenally organised and she's got her head in, head in the game. Yeah. Um, and he rang her and gave her a job a week later. So Amazing. before she'd even started television semester, she was employed by the Nine Network. So let me so get this good. straight. Let me get this straight. Your course is now even getting jobs for them before they've completed their course. Well, that's nothing. We've, you know, we've got three that are doing that this year. So out of this year's students... Last week, um, one of the the news director at Seven Regional uh, offered one of our other students who'd just done work placement a full-time job. And I've had the lovely problem, in inverted commas, of having to go to my associate dean and saying, this student's been offered a job. Would it be all right if she left early? (laughs) Um, Because the assignment that she's got to do, which is creating same-day news stories, she will submit a portfolio of programs, of of stories that she's actually done on the the job in industry. Um, it's, It's magic. But... You know, it's not, it's not a secret. Um, the the secret source, if you like, is the fact that we are, we know what industry wants and we provide it. And it's wonderful for students because you can skip what many people view as an undesirable thing of having to go to very regional or remote locations to do your bedding in, which is what I did. You know, yeah, but I still think there's value in that. I yeah, think yeah. also that I mean, I would hate to give the impression that everybody gets a, a mm. great big city no. job straight off, but because I think there's actually a lot of good growth that comes out of having to go into a new town, meet people. As a journalist, there are a lot of good oh, yeah. skills that you learn in having to go and you know meet the. CWA lady and, you know, do a story on Mrs. Kafoops from whatever. <laughs> Learn and then, a new footy code. Yeah, and then <laughs> see her in the shops the next day and she says, you know, you know, you spelt my name wrong yeah. yep. or you did this wrong or I didn't like that story. You mm. know, that's, that's part of being a journalist and it's it very is. in your face if you're in a small country town. Oh, you've got to learn. You've got to figure these things out. Learn how to say the local place names correctly. Absolutely. And yeah. Don't use a nickname for the place that irks the locals. No, that's, that's right. These are really important broadcast yeah, skills. Yeah, I finally knew that when I first moved to Perth. Uh, that Coburn, Coburn sound, <laughs> oh, yeah. it is not how no. it is spelled. <laughs> no. Neil, uh, Neil Mitchell, 3AW, yep. uh, a radio icon. Uh, he was recently on the 730 mm-hmm. uh, ABC. He he, he said to the journalist there that he does fear for the future of media. A lot of experienced journalists have come out of the system. And, you know, we've seen it. You just mentioned a whole series of names of Mac, Gibson, etc., that have all gone into the corporate mm-hmm. space and world. Mm-hmm. What is the future of media, Andrea? What is the future where we've got young journos? Can we keep the older ones in? I think we can. I think that if you are... Um curious and that's a a key part of being a good journalist is being interested in stuff um you can you do the same do work the same way that you did it 30 years ago no you can't Mm -hmm. um because you know 30 years ago when i was on the road uh we had a a camera operator we had a i had a sound guy we had an editor and i had all i had to do is my story Mm. if i had to do two stories it was a busy day now these young journos are they are video journalists, so they can shoot, cut, present, um, edit, the whole thing. And they do two th- two or three stories, particularly if you're in country areas. Yeah. You'll mm. definitely do at least two and maybe a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so so it's faster and, and people say, you know, oh, Gen X and Gen Y, you know, lazy and blah, blah, blah. No. Actually, no, they're not. They're smart and they're, they're fast and they're very adept uh, at technology and they are – so the piece of the puzzle that they are missing is life experience and the only way you get that is by having it. So, you know, is the, is the future of the media um, – bad no not a bit it's just different to what it and was when I was young the older broadcasters I've got a question for you on that then you know they they want to keep doing their craft and you know they want to they want to write stories they want to report they want to guide young broadcasters they don't necessarily want to go into management to achieve the future of their career in yeah. media and that was what Ida Buttrose got up and said at the women in media mm-hmm. conference a few weeks ago and I, I was really interested in that comment what do you think about encouraging these middle career broadcasters, middle career journalists to stay in and and go the route of becoming the CEO or a board member? Well, I would say to them, by all means, and there's a a lot of institutional knowledge that comes from that, Mm. but it's sort of like saying, I want to be a cricket coach. Well, you don't know how to play cricket. You know, you don't know how to coach. So if you're going to go and be a manager, get some management knowledge Mm. as well because the journalism you know the journalism but you don't always know the management bit Mm. Um, some of the best bosses I've worked for have have gone and done other study Mm. to actually hone that craft or that side of their craft and you know I think that that's that's the piece that you actually need to need to focus on but you know we had um, uh, Lee Sales came to came to Perth in the last couple of weeks and uh, ECU gave her an honorary doctorate earlier this year and so she came to Perth That's too. a good way to get him onto right? the onto the campus, <laughs> hey, give him a doctorate. Well, oh, look, if they're selling a book, they're pretty keen too. <laughs> well, so, yeah, come and on. She, but she came over and she's just written this new book called Storytellers. And, it's fabulous. And it's, yep. it is fabulous and, it, and it's a reminder of the importance of the craft, to use that word, and she's picked a lot of... Um, middle and senior reporters to write about why they still do it, Chris Reason and people like that. And and it just reminds you of why you get into it in the first place. And that is because it is still a really um, fantastic career to be in. It's fun. It's fast. It's interesting. You, I mean, for goodness sake, you get paid to chat to people. Like, yeah. really? Mm. Is that a job? Yeah. Um, you know, it's – but with that comes responsibility and you've got to be representing it accurately and fairly and that's the piece that mm. I think when you've got people everybody's a, a, a reporter with their mobile phone these days yeah. um, it's not the same when you are broadcasting. When you're vetting students mm-hmm. coming through so the applications are coming in mm-hmm. and they're coming in thick and fast what are the red flags for those that you're sort of going not quite right or maybe going in it for the wrong motives? Is there is there a formula there for that? And the other question, part B of the question, giving you lots of it, is it, you know, what are young people and the young ones I'm referring to, mm. not the life experience, what are they when they're coming to a, a media career, what are what are they hoping for to achieve? Okay, to answer your first one, what are we looking at? Um we are not looking for the finished product. So yeah. if they were the finished product, they don't need to come back to university to yep. do it. But our applications are open at the moment and what we are looking for and what I say to every single person who comes through is we are looking for enthusiasm and we are looking for potential. So you may not know anything about media, mm. but if you are interested, if you are engaged, if you can hold a conversation with me, if you can make eye contact with me when mm. you're talking to me... Um, Let's let's see where we can stretch you. 
And that, that's been a challenge for the younger generations yeah. because they're a generation that's built on texts and mm, yeah. etc. And I, I shouldn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to white label everyone or just brush the, the uh, no, across but everyone. They've been but impacted they, by technology. Technology has taken over, and for their them. idea of what media is has changed as well. Absolutely. So you need to identify, I guess, the the person who's coming through who actually understands what broadcast media is and yeah. what that format is. I yeah, suppose. absolutely. So yeah. there's there's that. Um, so things like. Oh yeah, have you have you? I'll say, have you contacted that person about that interview? Yeah, yeah, I sent them an email. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. You pick up the phone and you ring them now. And and you know that we can we can tut tut about it. Yeah. But if you've never had to do it, why would you? Why oh, would you know how to do petrifying. it? So yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, my first lesson, I I used to work with my first ever boss was a guy called Chris Hunt, who was the uh, chief of staff at Channel Ten and then the news director, and I was his assistant for twelve months, which required me having more Ventolin because he used to make mm-hmm. me laugh so hard. He was he's the he's the rudest and funniest man on the planet. Um, but would he get away now? Would he was he was he obviously would in a PC world would he get away with what he was getting um, away with back then? He picked his mark, so mm. you know he? he he would be you know he wouldn't be obnoxious yep. all the time. He would, and he wasn't obnoxious a lot of the time, but he was very very funny. Carmen, I think that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's still a dear mate of mine, but. Um, Chris, when he would ring somebody, you know, so say a disaster had happened in a town, he would go from being, he'd be like the odd couple in one, you know, he'd go from being Oscar into Felix in two seconds flat. Wow. Oh, you know, you know, bad, bad language, bad whatever. And then he'd pick up the phone and go, oh, g'day there. Look, mate, it's it's Chris Hunt from Channel 10 here. Look, I'm just, um, yeah, you've had a tough old few days. And he could talk to people. Mm. And I learned so much just from listening to him talking to people. And he would, he wouldn't go, you know, oh, can I come and do an interview with you right now? No. He'd, He'd listen and talk. And you know, and then he'd, would it be okay if we look? I've got a young reporter who I'd like to send to do an interview. Yeah, her name's Andrea. Yeah, she's a bit of an idiot, but you know, she's all right. <laughs> and, and ha 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 ha, you know, and and he'd win them over. Yeah, and that's how you get a story. Mm. See, that's a, so such a good point. Listening, the power of listening in all media engagements, in all forms of communication, it is so critical. I think we've already we walk into a lot of conversations, a lot of engagements already with perceived ideas or perceptions that are are completely all something that we want to believe. But if we sat down and just listened a bit more, you'll find the story. And I think I've I've heard many journalists that meet the media just sit and listen and they just go, right, there's your story. Yeah. Yeah. They go, because your your original story wasn't there, but your backstory or something behind the scene is is always working. Um, That's why you've got two ears and one mouth. That's That's what they uh, say. Just be quiet, listen. Very good. I have a question for you, Andrea. ECU Broadcasting, Broadcasting mm-hmm. is the name of the course. Is it just for reporters, future journalists? What about the documentary makers, the lifestyle travel no, presenters? It's for the everybody. Entertainment producers. Yeah, so Are it's, getting it's them? all of those things. Yeah. So, yes, certainly. Um, um, one of, again, I keep banging on about the students, but like they're our greatest, uh, greatest yeah. advertisement. They're case studies. Yeah. One of our alumni is a woman by the name of Nell Minchin. Now, Nell made Falau, the video, the, the documentary for the ABC. She's done. She's an award-winning documentary maker. Mm-hmm. And she came through our course in the same year as Adam Papalia. So, if you can imagine, that cohort was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Nell came back and did some um, 
tutoring, well, not tutoring, she gave us, you know, spoke to the students a few, a couple of times about making documentaries. Mm-hmm. And she watched some that they made for, we're making them for Channel 9. Um, and she gave them feedback. Now, I think about things a particular way. Adam thinks about things who I work with, Adam Papalia. Mm. Um, he thinks about things differently. And then Nell comes in with this different lens again. Um, as a consequence of those sorts of sessions, mm. another one of our, report, our students went and worked with Nell for about a period of time on a fashion documentary that she's just done. Yeah, wow. So doing some research and, and background for her. Um, that will come out in the next couple of months I understand but so yes we are we are creating producers presenters reporters um, content creators if you can make it we can show you how to do it yeah wow so it's and and that is moving every year in terms of where we used to have them just reading the news or just doing a an ad lib program that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, these days it might be, well, let's do an explainer where you put them in front of a green screen and, you know, you're throwing in graphics and here's how, this is why the US political system works this way. Mm-hmm. It's because of this and this and this and this. And learning how to do that stuff, it's not just the thinking, it's actually the doing as well that's quite daunting. But if you've done it at uni, yeah. if you go to a workplace and say, why don't I do an explainer? They're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. elevated. Come on down. That's right. And, can I, and I, I'd love to do a, another big shout out to your students because they are your greatest case studies is the fact that um, Media Stable you know, shares a lot of its content yeah. and its experts you guys have with been the amazing students. For us. Well, but we always saw it from the very beginning as well. You, you've got the nursery there of the future <laughs> journalists. Yeah, you've got the journalists that are going to be. They're not going to be sitting at, at school or uni for for, no. for much longer. They're going to be out in the game. Absolutely. And I, I just want to share something because I I mentioned a, a relationship expert that contacted me. She hasn't even been on our books for maybe a year or two, and she reached out to say thank you. And I said, well, what for? She said, you you guys put me in front of a student at ECU you're doing wow. the post-grade course hmm. um, I'm going to be on the project tomorrow night. And do you remember which student that it was? It was Manisha. Oh Manisha yes. Yeah. yes so, she's amazing You know that kind of thing you know I, I, and all the experts, all the commentators, anyone in business that's out there now and a student contacts you and says can you give me a hand, can you uh, hmm. respond, can you, can you be a part of my project, do it yeah. Because mm. guess what? They've got great memories as well. Yeah. You looked after me back then. I'm going to look after you in the future. Yeah. So Manisha Iswaran was a, uh, is a, a fantastic young woman who came to us from who, – who's originally from Singapore. Right. And she'd done a degree in Australia and then she came across from Melbourne. She, I think she was at Monash previously and then she'd come across to do her postgrad with us. Wow. She has gone from strength to strength to strength and she's just such a nice young woman as well. So you want to do things for her because she's terrific. Mm. But she has worked like a dog to be able to get these different jobs. And she is very creative and very clever. But I love that line about actually, you know, the difference between somebody who has done a media performance and someone who hasn't is that they said yes. Yes. Quite often yes, people indeed. go, oh, no, 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 I couldn't do that. And yeah. then they go and get somebody, we go and get somebody else. Yeah. And you'll look at it and go, oh, I could have said that. Yeah. yeah you could have. 
That's right. right. You've just got to back yourself to know that you have that that expertise. Yeah. Trust that if you're merely asked a question, the same as if you're at a barbecue, you're going to be able to answer that question yeah. when you're on air. Yeah. But if you haven't actually put yourself in that situation and tried it by either going along and working with a student to have a crack at it or, you know, a lesser known radio station, taking those opportunities that maybe you might think, oh, it's not that big an audience or it's a waste of my time. Well, no, it's not. You're training it's yourself. It's never yeah. a waste of your time. No. It's practice. It's, it's thousands of dollars of media training that you're getting for free absolutely yeah it's also those connections are really critical so when again when I was a a 16 year old I went on work experience to a newspaper that doesn't even exist anymore (laughs) here in, in WA and the only person who was nice to me is a woman by the name of Marie Mills who runs a, a, uh, a Mills Wilson exactly who yeah. runs an agency here in WA now Marie thinks I'm ridiculous for even remembering this <laughs> but you remember that kindness you, yeah. you remember that and so over my career if there have been opportunities to work with with anybody who Marie has put up mm. I know that she's I, I trust her yeah and yeah. I trust that what she's telling me is truthful yeah um, and so you know does that mean I'll always do the story? No, it doesn't. But it means that you'll at least take the call. You take the call. And also to be a media asset, you know, yeah. because this is an opportunity for you to, to mm. hone in on your skills, but be remembered for what you do. Yeah. And, and, and in this case, you know, a nice little interview uh, on, the, on the phone with a student has ended up a piece on the project. Fantastic. You just don't know. And it is a relationships mm. game, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, mm. it's, it's, it is everything about relationships because if you don't have them, you can't make that call. No, that's right. You, yeah. you actually need to and, – and, you know, people think that it's um, – you know, that we're always out to get them or we're out to trick them or, or trap them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody dying if you said mm. – I can't answer that at the moment. Yeah, but I probably could. I can come back to you and find out about that. Spot on. That's more an issue with the individual. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is, we, isn't we, it? we do a lot of media training. You do a lot of media mm. training, Carms. And the, and the fact is, their fear—it's just a built-up, pent-up fear that they've seen something in the past or they've heard yeah. it's happened to someone else. Uh, and they Unless get you're a politician, then the, then the gloves are off. They that's, are. That's, that's part of the gig. Well, I don't think, it, I don't you know? think COVID helped much because we saw all the presses, we saw all the press conferences, and they were in full length. You know, the audience never ever sees the full press conference no, except for during COVID. It was yeah. And the ridiculous amount of questions being asked. But I'm watching and going, nah, your politician didn't answer that question, mm. didn't answer it. Keep going, guys, keep going. <laughs> so I'm going for the journalists, yeah. and everyone else is going for the politicians. That's right. It's like, how unfair in this poor <laughs> politician i'm like hey he can hack it he has done worse don't worry it'll be okay andrea i'd love to know as we're drawing to a close to anyone listening and i'm sure we've inspired a lot of people to think hey maybe i could have a crack at this i'm thinking about jumping on (laughs) that's right (laughs) come on down what's involved in the application uh, process these days is it still audition based yeah so so what we do is we ask people to go they have to go onto the ecu portal um you know if you google me i will be happily have a chat with you about mm. it because I love a chat. Um, <laughs> but what we do is you go onto the portal, you have to apply through the university, but we do an audition and that is, again, to see what people look like on camera. And it's not, you know, are they pretty? It's just do they work on camera? Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking for. Okay. Um, and we ask them to read a few things. We can talk you through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, we're looking for enthusiasm and we're looking for potential that's the word and, isn't it? and so mm. if you are even just interested I'd be really happy to have a chat because I think that these are life skills these days they're not just for media yeah. people they're not just for 
you know, people who want to go and be on the telly or be on the radio, they're actually broader than that. And so if this is something that you think you might be interested in, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Bit of a sea change, you know. Yeah. Maybe the great resignation has yeah. got people thinking, I can jump out of my labouring job on the on the work sites and, uh, and get in front of a camera or uh, get behind a microphone. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you wanted to be a content creator or if you wanted to even just learn how to do things for your own organisation, mm. they're yeah. really good skills. Hey, yeah. I've got one last question mm. for you. Who inspires you? Who, who in the journalism in the media space is someone you've looked up to and you've always uh, gone to, and maybe not for necessarily for advice, but you've admired? God, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> Tough question for a cynic, I, is it, Andrew? Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. I, I admire the old school kind of storytellers. So I love long form anything. Yep. I love long, long reads. I... Probably the I think the best journalist and the best storyteller in this country at the moment is a bloke by the name of Trent Dalton who writes oh. for the Australian who writes to, who is just the most exquisite or yeah. he writes books as he well. Just but seems like a great guy as well. I met him at something and I was a yeah. complete dad. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because he notices the tiny detail. You yeah. know, he doesn't talk about the the car crash. He talks about the baby shoe that's left on the back seat that so present has br- has yeah. blood on it. You know, yeah. that's mm. so he he is the person because I think there's a lot of noise in our industry and, and that quiet reflection and that quiet observation can be devastating. I'm a big fan of Gary Adsed. And, oh. and I just and I think it's big partly because of what he does Same. on TV, radio, and he's done in print. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've followed him for a long, long time and, yeah, just a big fan. Uh, Neil Mitchell, to a degree, yes, um, mm. doing you know, 30 years plus. You, you don't do what you do for 30 plus years you on radio. You can't sneeze at that, can you? No, you can't. And But my absolute favourite, uh, Ross Stevenson, 3AW Breakfast. Yep. He's got the mm. greatest brain and mind working radio <laughs> and to have those numbers that he has – if you think media is dead, go and have a look at the numbers at yeah. 3AW Breakfast. Mm. No, it is through the roof. It's so not dead. It's it's different, and it's but it's still fun, and it's yeah. still worthwhile. I see it. I can hear it in your voice too, Andrea. Yeah. I love it. I and it's a sign, I guess, if our universities are still investing in media courses mm. and they're not being you know, turned off or journalism. You know, people go, oh, journalism's dead. Well, we've still got journalism on offer at universities. And well, I, I probably should say that when we move into the city, because we're starting this new city campus in a little while, in a couple of years, we are actually developing a master's of broadcasting and go. journalism at the moment. So, yeah. um, I'm literally mm. writing the program at the moment. Um, so, you know... It's not dead. It's it's developing and it's really exciting. And you're a destination course too because oh, yeah. if people are coming from interstate to come to do this course, they yeah. know that success rate. Well done to you. Uh, finally, if people do want to get in contact, what's the best way to do it? Um, drop me an email, a.burns at ecu.edu.au. <laughs> Lots of EUs. I know. All the EUs. I, know. I love it. I love it. Andrea, or Google it. You can Andrea, find the number. Andrea Burns, thank you for coming in today. My pleasure. Thank um, you for having me. Did, did Carmen and I pass? You, you, I would almost give you to an HD, a High distinction. It's my first higher distinction ever. It's not mine. I've had 100. Of course you have. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea Burns. Thank you, Carmen. And thank you, the listeners. Thank you for for joining us on the Experts Podcast. We look forward to having your company when we speak to another expert or another media. See ya. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.